Welcome to the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxie. Hosted by RebelGrove.com publisher Neil McCready and featuring Zach Barry of Red Cup Rebellion, the Soft Verbal Podcast is your number one podcast dedicated to Ole Miss football and basketball recruiting. Featuring guests from throughout the Rivals.com network, the Soft Verbal Podcast tells you what is happening and what's going to happen on the recruiting trail. And it does it in style, just like Dead Soxie. Visit DeadSoxie.com and enter promo code RebelGrove at checkout for 30% off your order of the best dress socks you'll ever wear. Now... Here's your host, Neil McCready. Welcome to another edition of the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxie. I'm Neil McCready. Zach Barry with me here on this Saturday afternoon. Big news for Ole Miss today, Matthew Morrell, as we've been uh, thinking he might for a few days now. Matthew Morrell, the uh, four-star top 50 guard out of Memphis. He uh, commits to Ole Miss. Big news for Ole Miss. Zach's column, Zach's story, I should say, up at rebelgrove.com. My column up at rebelgrove.com as well. So so we'll get to uh, that news in a minute. First, let me tell you that we're brought to you by Dead Soxy. Dead Soxy right now giving away $500 in free alumni socks. All you have to do to enter is guess the score of five college football games. Uh, post your guesses in the comment box on the Dead Soxy Facebook page prior to the start of the first game. The closest guess for each game will win $100 to spend on Dead Soxy. That's D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com. Enter promo code REBELGROVE at checkout. You'll get 30% off all orders. I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number and uh, tell Corey and the people at Clark Ford uh, what Ford product you're looking for. They'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's that simple. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote and the rest is up to you. What I recommend that you do is get your quote and hop into a Clark Ford today. You'll love the service after the sale. Uh, everything you could possibly want in a car dealer. Corey and the people at Clark Ford will be that for you. Corey wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy. He'll prove it to you. 662-257-1900. Zach, how are you? Doing well. It has been uh, already an eventful college football Saturday. And then now you throw in almost getting a commitment from a top 50 player and uh so far, it's uh, just now 2 o'clock local time, and uh, it's been a pretty eventful day. It has. Um, you've got a column up. I've got a column up. So people that want to read our thoughts on what it means, uh, you talked to um, – uh, Corey Evans at Rivals. I talked to uh, Eric Bossy at Rivals. So there's uh, people who say I don't want, I don't care what Neil thinks. I don't care what uh, Zach thinks. They can read what those guys think, and they've all watched him play. Um, just kind of your your quick thoughts on on what it means for the program. Well, it's certainly uh, a, a humongous addition to this team uh, for several reasons. I think Kermit has been pretty adamant with his recruiting, I guess speaking through his recruiting of uh, the type of player that he wants, uh, and by type of player I mean size, speed, type or not, I guess not size, speed, that would be uh, what Matt Wilkin and were doing, but you know that frame that he's looking for in his guards and his wings, uh, he wants to be long, he wants to be athletic he wants to uh, center everything around defense eventually and, and really push that 1-3-1 pressure um, you know, stretch the floor out, you know, get the pressure out, meet him at the timeline type thing. And, um, you know, as good as Brian Tyree and Devontae Shuler are, they're not big, long, athletic dudes. And then Matthew 
Morrell now comes into the fold, 6'3", 6'4", every bit of 200 pounds. Um, you've got him now coming in next season. Uh, Austin Crowley is there. He's a legit 6'5 guy. Uh, Franco Miller is a really good size 6'3 guard. I mean, he's building the type of roster that he wants, and I think that that's important because it allows him to really, you know, roll his sleeves up and get after it uh, with how he likes to coach and how he likes to play. So uh, not only that, but just obviously the highest-rated commit that Ole Miss has had in the rival there since Reggie Buckner, and that was back in 2009. Uh, just a big-time get. Went up against Auburn, went up against Texas, went up against Vandy, went up against Florida, and uh, came away with a, a commitment. So that's just huge, and it can't speak enough about the momentum that they already have um, on the recruiting trail uh, with how they got Sean Robinson, and then now you get Matthew Morrell in the picture, and uh, it's it's looking really good for Kermit and the staff. Yeah, it, it really is. He's he's a guy that steps in immediately and plays. I wrote this today. I think it's the biggest day of the Kermit uh, Davis era, and that includes beating Auburn, beating Mississippi State, beating Baylor, making the NCAA tournament. I think this is the biggest day. That was a, a cool story last year. It really was. But that team, you know, it was out of gas at the end of the year. And they turned their attention to recruiting. And they said, "We've to win the way that we want to win here, you've got to recruit these top 50, top 100 players. You, you can't... You can't always just overachieve and overachieve. It won't work like that. And and uh, they set their mind on it, and, and here they are. You know, I mean, they're um, landing a top fifty kid. They'd already landed Sean Robinson earlier in the process, and you know, I don't know that how much we want to get into it in a minute, but there's, it's potentially that they're not done. And uh, I know that they're already turning their attention to the next year's class and the class after that, and they're not going after. Uh, you know, just good players. They're going after elite, game-changing players. And, and this is a deal where, you know, look at so far this season. They went head-to-head with Michigan State. Pretty good program. They went head-to-head with Florida. Pretty good program. They're basically head-to-head with Duke. Uh, probably the most elite program in the country. And today they beat Auburn, Final Four team. Uh, Texas with Shaka Smart. Vanderbilt with Jerry Steckhouse. Uh, this was they're not they're not beating Arkansas State and Middle Tennessee for prospects here. They're they're going after they're fighting with the big boys and when you play in those waters you're going to lose sometimes. But now they won one and it's going to get so much easier to win again on the recruiting trail when you've landed a kid. Yeah, and we we talked about it at length of now having Terrence Davis in the NBA and that NBA presence. Well, now you're able to to point to well, hey, we got a commitment from the top 50 guy. You're able to go into homes and and point to an elite guard being on your commitment list now. I mean, you're it's not all talk. It's hey, look, you want to come be an elite player? You want to come to Ole Miss? You want to play right away? We got a guy, Matthew Morrell, that's a top 50 guy. Could have gone anywhere and he chose to come to Ole Miss. So that's something that you can now point to that's tangible, and I think that it's only going to get better for Ole Miss on the recruiting trail uh, now that Morrell is in the fold. Let's talk about this a little bit. It's it's a topic that's out there. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time today. It's a Saturday. Ole Miss kicks off in 57 minutes from the time that we're actually recording this, so we've got a lot to get to today. Um, there's, a, there's a story in Memphis that broke last night. 
uh, James Wiseman, the NCAA, Penny Hardaway. I want to get your thoughts on it. I'll give you my quick thoughts. My quick thoughts are this is going to be devastating for the Memphis program. This is There's no way they're going to be able to avoid this ending up disastrous for them. I thought what they did last night was a mistake. I thought the NCAA's response to what Memphis did proved that I'm right and that it was a mistake. And I think it's going to open Memphis back up to uh, other schools, whether it's uh, Arkansas, Tennessee, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Alabama, whoever the case may be. But I I don't think uh, Memphis is going to have a monopoly on Memphis players. Starting here pretty soon for the foreseeable future, I think that program is going to get hit, and it's going to get hit really hard, and it's going to open up elite players for uh, the Kermit Davises of the world to pursue. Yeah, and I mean, there's really good basketball programs in the city of Memphis, but just, I mean, every single year there's at least two or three that have power five potential. But it's it's not really, like you said, the immediate turnaround. I mean, it's just for the future because Memphis could be in some really deep water here. They could really be in some trouble because, I mean, in the statement that they released to um, – I guess the school released it last night. I can't remember who tweeted it out. Um, I mean, Penny and the school essentially admitted to being at fault here. And, you know, they're kind of digging their heels in and basically, you know, well, we're just going to appeal it and he's going to play and we'll just deal with it down the road and kind of call their bluff. And like you said, I don't see them being able to get away, get away with this because I mean, there's no statute of limitations with, you know, oh, well, this happened back in 08 when he wasn't even a coach yet. Like, no, that, that's, it's, it's, it still happened. You admitted to it now in a statement. And uh, like we talked about earlier today, you're basically saying we'll take you to court and deal with it there. Well, now you're opening yourself up to all kinds of ways to having to admit it and to, you know, basically screw yourself. I thought one of the most interesting things that came out was in the NCAA statement where they said he's ineligible to play at Memphis. Not he's ineligible to play. He's ineligible to play at Memphis. I thought for the NCAA that was like a, all right, we'll see when this all comes out. A couple things that are interesting in, in that whole story is Penny Hardaway gave his family $11,500 in 2017 to move from Nashville to Memphis. No, Penny Hardaway was not the Memphis coach at the time. Uh, he was lobbying to become the Memphis coach at the time. But he uh, he was a Memphis booster. He was a big-time Memphis booster at the time. And uh, yeah. so, you know, that's a Memphis booster giving a player – more than $11,000 as a prospect to move to Memphis and he ends up signing with Memphis. There's no way that that passes muster. There's there's just there's just no way it does. And so I, I think it's a problem. And then the other mistake, in my opinion, in Memphis's middle finger approach to the NCAA, and I get that everybody out there, especially Ole Miss fans, are like, yeah, get them. And I understand that. The problem here is that if you're Memphis, if you take this thing to court, the NCAA says, all right, let's do this in court. We'll subpoena. 
We'll uh, we'll get phone records. We'll get money records. We'll get credit card records. We'll get all sorts of stuff. We'll have people under oath in a courtroom. Not that that's going to stop people from lying, but you know what I mean. He'll, they'll have they'll have all of that. I don't think. And I'm, I mean, I don't even think I'm being slanderous here. I don't think Memphis wants that. I cannot imagine that the people at Memphis are naive enough to believe that $11,500 was the extent of it and or that James Wiseman is the end of it. Well, no, and we talked about it at length earlier today. You know, I guess we were doing our our little version of of some pre-show work, but... I mean, okay, let's let's say you get James Wiseman. Okay, he, he lives in Memphis. He played for you at East. Okay, we'll give you that. That's fine. Number one player in the country, but you coached him. He's a hometown kid. He wants to play for Memphis, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's fine. But then you go and get, because you're a, a Chua, you get Boogie Ellis, you get Lester Canonis, you get Damian Bowes. DJ Jeffries. DJ Je- I mean, come on. You get two five-stars and then five four-stars? I mean, a lot of them were local, but the big ones are Precious from Florida and then Lester from Florida and then Boogie's from San Diego. That's when people started paying attention to what Memphis was doing. It was I don't think the Wiseman thing was really going to get people's attention. I think the the high school coach connection, the AAU, all that would have been, okay, that's fine, built-in advantages, kind of like when Ole Miss had Denzel and they got Robert. But then you go and get these other guys, and now in 2020, it's starting to look more and more like you're getting, you know, they had the Memphis Madness, they had, I think, four or five top 20 dudes there in attendance. Now, they're not committed, but they're still, you're getting people's attention. Um, I, I, I just think that Memphis got a little too big for the britches a little too quick. And they're kind of, you know, they're, like I said, they're digging in here. And they're, they're going to try to go to war, but when you go to court, it, it's, not, it's not who can yell the loudest. I mean, you're going to be under oath. And it's a felony if you lie under oath. Well, I don't even think it's – you're right. I don't think that'll stop them, though. It's going to be the fact that the NCAA, which normally doesn't have subpoena power, will suddenly have subpoena power. And and uh, they're going to be able to get records and things. And I just – I know where this thing's headed. I mean, you can see it. And it's, it's amazing to me. It's going to be this – I have friends in the Memphis media, and I like them. They're nice people, and, and I get it. There's a lot of pressure there to just get all in with the Tigers. I've had this conversation with people there. I'm not even referring to Jeffrey at this point. Everybody thinks I'm referring to Jeffrey Wright. I'm, I'm referring to people way beyond him. There's this temptation there to just at all times be all in on the Tigers, and you're going to look like an idiot when this ends, in my opinion, if, if that's the route that they go. But I think it's impactful for Ole Miss because now, at the very least, and I do mean at the very least, that is a Memphis program that is uh, – will be absolutely engrossed in scandal, in unknown, in what could end up being a very long NCAA process, because especially if it ends up being a court thing, that's going to take time. Uh, there will there will be all sorts of 
they'll have to Penny will now at this point have to be super careful moving forward. I think it opens up the uh, the playing field for the Kermit Davises of the world. They got Dude Column a year ago. They get Matthew Morell today. That city, as you said, it always produces players. It's always a hotbed, and now they can. Uh, I think Ole Miss has a better chance to compete for the DJ Jeffries of the world than they did this time around. Because I think Ole Miss had a hell of a shot at DJ Jeffries until some of the Penny Hardaway factor started to kick in. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess this time last year, or, you know, just last year in general, I mean, there was at one point, DJ Jeffries and Chandler Lawson both had a lot of smoke and a lot of fire to it going to Ole Miss. Waters got a little muddied, uh, AAU stuff, family stuff, local stuff, Penny, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it, there, was a, there was a point where it was, it was almost like it is kind of right now with the hype behind Ole Miss and the recruiting that Kermit and them are doing. Sean Robinson and Matthew Morrell, that's two two guys that you're adding to your program. And I know Sean's already there, um, but, I mean, this is essentially almost like a, you know, a prep year for him to get his body ready and all that. Y'all talked about that on the podcast this week, but you're adding two just, I mean, high-caliber, in my mind, NBA-type recruits. And... I mean, yeah, last year they had a chance to add two guys like that before everything kind of came crashing down. But, I mean, the city of Memphis alone in 2021, I mean, you've got Musa Cisse at Lausanne. You've got Kennedy Chandler at Briarcrest. Um, there's a power forward, Mason Miller at, at Houston in Germantown. I mean, there's, uh, I mean, some of the top players in the state of Tennessee overall are all in Memphis. There's a Alden Applewhite's another name to know. Uh, the last Lawson brother is there. I don't know if Ole Miss will get involved with him, but I mean, there are tons and tons of talent in Memphis for 2021 alone. That's going to handcuff Memphis's recruiting in their own backyard if they're on probation. And even if they're not on probation, if they're being watched carefully. Yeah. No, yeah, but yeah, I mean you, you can't effectively recruit and I mean come on, let's not let's not be coy here. Everybody knows what effectively recruit means when we're talking basketball recruiting. They won't be able to do that if they're looking over the shoulder. Um so a big day for Ole Miss, people to ask uh, you know, what what's the, Matthew Morrell can sign as early as Wednesday? It's my anticipation that he will sign on Wednesday. The next question that people have, and I'm going to tease this here, and we'll we'll touch on it in a minute. The next question people have is, well, is Ole Miss done? And my answer is, I don't know. We'll tell you a little bit more about what that means in a second. First, let me tell you that we're also brought to you by the refrigeration company, TRC, owned and operated by Jeremy Wattler. He's been in the refrigeration field more than 20 years, including five as a national service manager. At TRC, they understand that great service means being responsive. Their highly trained, responsible, and dedicated staff are available 24-7 to ensure your complete satisfaction. They specialize in ammonia refrigeration, but they work on any other HFC, HCFC, or CO2 systems. They're building winning relationships with customers in baking, cold storage warehouses, ice production facilities, and facilities serving dairy, food, poultry, and catfish processing. They're licensed in Alabama, Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Tennessee, and South Carolina. They can handle all of your company's refrigeration needs, including installation, fabrication, service, compressor rebuilds, ammonia detection, calibration, vibration, analysis, and more. To learn more, call Jeremy Wattler, 251-348-8533, or email him at jeremy at com. 
We're also brought to you by the College Corner. It's your one-stop Rebel Shop now with two locations in the Jackson, Mississippi area in Ridgeland next to Fleet Feet and the new location in Flowood next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's not a problem. You can visit them online, collegecornerstore.com plus Facebook and Instagram. So don't waste your game days in Oxford stuck in traffic and long lines to get your gear. Stop by before you go and their staff will have you in and out and on your way. It's They've got you covered for all tailgate and home gate needs. They have the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. So uh, uh, go online and remember to enter the promo code Rebel Grove in the coupon tab. You get 15% off your entire purchase. CollegeCornerStore.com. I teased it. I'm going to be super careful, Zach, with how I do this because I'm not convinced that this is a story. But it's out there. People are talking about it. Not just us. It's out there in, in some different places. Jamin Brakefield, the uh, four-star nationally elite prospect, committed to Duke. He's taking an official visit to Duke. Two things are happening with Duke that may or may not involve Brakefield. One is that their class is filling up. It maybe is overfilled right now. And they're already recruiting for the next year as well. And they're recruiting at a super high level. And uh, it is certainly possible that Duke is forced to, uh, you know, they, only, they can only have 13 scholarships too. It's certainly process, possible that they're kind of forced to process someone. Whether that is or is not Brakefield, I don't know. But it's something that uh, we're keeping an eye on. And I'll simply say Ole Miss has not stopped recruiting Jamin Brakefield. That's certainly uh, helping their case right now. Uh, just to give people some perspective on Duke's situation right now. And this is not even factoring in their current roster. But just some, just for the sake of, uh, of, of knowing what, what everything is happening here. Uh, so Duke in 2019 signed four... Uh, four dudes, two forwards, a center, and a guard, three five-stars, one four-star. In 2020 alone, in Brakefield's class, they have six commitments right now, two five-stars and four four-stars, and three of them, or, or I guess two of them are forwards, Brakefield is the other forward. Um, I think one thing that might have kind of moved, kind of pushed this thing along and, and maybe kind of, maybe kind of, in my opinion, irked him a little bit. Uh, A.J. Griffin, uh, 2021 commit from New York, uh, five-star forward. He committed to Duke uh, first week in November. I guess it was earlier this week. Uh, number eight overall player in the country. That right there, I mean, that's three, four, that's five other forwards in the last, I guess, in these last three classes now. Um now, we talk about this a lot with recruiting. Elite guys always think that they can go in and play immediately. They don't worry about the numbers. They don't really care about who else is going to be there. But most of that talk is with football. I mean, this is basketball. You're not, there's, not a, there's not 22 guys starting. This is, this is just five. And there's only one basketball. Um, and like you said, Kermit and his staff never stopped recruiting him. And he is on his official visit this weekend. And the early signing period starts next Wednesday. So, um, if something were to happen, the timing is setting up to where it could kind of be on an accelerated timeline. But, um, yeah, n obviously nothing concrete there for us to really say, but um, it's certainly looking like it could maybe uh, get the ball rolling here just because of what Duke has in their commitment class and on their roster. And as we kind of wrap it up a little bit, 
the morel commitment makes it so much easier for whether it's Jamin Brakefield or someone like Jamin Brakefield to, to pull the trigger. Here's a quote from uh, Matthew Morell today at his at his press conference. I think Minnesota just finished off Penn State. Um, here's the quote. I'm hoping my commitment changes the culture of how kids view Ole Miss. It is my goal to play well and help us win so guys ranked higher than me pick Ole Miss and join what we are building. He gets it. Mm. I'm sure yeah, mm-hmm. it's a powerful quote. Um, that's what Ole Miss is hoping too. You can't get yeah. you can't get top fifty kids until you get a top fifty kid. You can't get yeah, and- you can't get a five star until you get a five star. You you know what I mean? You can't get multiple five stars until you get the first one. It's 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 kind of like uh, whether it's it's building a business or, or losing weight or whatever. You can't lose ten pounds until you lose five. You can't make you can't make a a billion dollars until you make a million dollars. I mean, there's there's a certain degree of you just have to step by step, except for Penny, of course, that you you have to uh, you have to do things, and um, that first one first step's always the hardest. The first pounds always the hardest. That kind of all that stuff. Uh, and uh, Morell provides that. It, it's an it's so amazing to me to look at at how far this basketball program has come since uh, Kermit got there. Just the, the what they've the the kind of kid they're recruiting, how close they were getting, and now they finished the deal on one. And and in the event that whether it's Jamin Breakfield or whether it's the next Jamin Breakfield. Like I just said, it certainly makes it easier now. It's so much easier to, to – I wrote this in the column. It's so much easier to take a path that's already been blazed. Well, and, and that was something that you and Chase had, had talked about this week on the podcast with, you know, it's it's much easier to get that second four- or five-star kid than, than it is to get the first. Once you, once you break through that glass ceiling and you get that first top-rated guy, I mean, this is a top 50 legit dude. Um, you, know, you mentioned I, I spoke with Corey Evans, National Basketball Recruiting Analyst for Rivals. He was spoke very, very highly of Matthew Morrell, said he believes he is a pro, um, says that he's got all the tools to play immediately, all that good stuff. I mean, that's the type of guy that it, it's, it's one thing to get a Sean Robinson, an under-the-radar guy who is, got as high a feeling as I've seen of somebody at Ole Miss, but when you get a bona fide number 45 overall player in the country to pick you over, I mean, you know, Florida was involved here. I mean, Mike White and Florida are probably knocking on the door of a Final Four this year if all things fall where they should. I mean, they're good. And Kermit and his staff, I mean, this, that's the kind of win you have to get on the recruiting trail. And like you said, once you get that kind of win, and especially when you have said recruit saying that kind of thing at his commitment ceremony, I mean, that's going to be heard loud and clear everywhere in the recruiting world. Yeah, no doubt about it. it um, it's one of those kind of a it's kind of a game changing deal. It's. I don't know how else to say it. It's it's a it's a profound day for Ole Miss. It is a uh, if you're a Ole Miss basketball fan, today's the best day they've had in a long time. I think it's a bigger day than the NCAA tournament. I think he he, you know, if you not even let's not even talk about Breakfield. I mean, just talk about Morell. It 
you add an elite guard to go back there with an experienced guard in Devontae Shuler. You'll have uh, Bryce Williams will be a senior. Franco Miller will, will have a, a year under his belt. Jarkel Joyner will be there as a, a veteran guy. Uh, you add Sean Robinson to a group that's going to include Hadim C and Sammy Hunter and Sean, and like I said, Sean Robinson and uh, possibly Carlos Curry. I don't know where that goes. Bryce Bryce Henson appears to be uh, getting cleared for contact here soon. Uh, K.J. Buffin looks terrific as a sophomore. He's going to be an all-league sort of player as a junior. It's a team that it has got a chance to make a ton of noise next year. Oh, for sure. And, I mean, I mean, just you want to talk about – I'm backpedaling here a little bit. We're talking about just how big of a win this is. And – you want to combine that with the potential turmoil that's at Memphis, getting a top 50 player. Well, next year, I mentioned Musa Cisse, who's at Law's End. He's number seven overall. And then, I mean, you've got Kennedy Chandler, who's at number 12 overall. And that's two guys in the city of Memphis that I guarantee you Kermit and them are licking their chops to get after them with what's going on at Memphis and the potential for them to just explode. Oh, there's, there's, I mean, the, there's the, no question. the door has been kicked open. Yeah, no matter how this Wiseman thing plays out in the in the immediate next few days, that is an absolute game changer for Kermit Davis, for uh, uh, Nate Oates, for Eric Musselman, uh, for for uh, Rick Barnes. I'm probably leaving somebody out. Those are the names that immediately come to mind. Those four programs that have kind of had to figure out ways to pick around the edges. The edges, you, you can get to the middle of the pie now. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I know that um, those two guys that I just mentioned are both in the top 15. Um, but, I mean, there's talent all over that city. And, I mean, if it's the, the, the wounded gazelle and the, the lions are going to start circling. I mean, if if you can if you can kick the door in to a city like Memphis for basketball, I mean, all jokes aside, with what people have been talking about on the message boards for you know probably seven years now, with with, with the inability to recruit Memphis for football, um, I mean, this is this is what you want right here, and you're talking two top fifteen dudes, and then oh by the way, you've got Deshaun Ruffin at number thirty seven overall, who's just down the road in Jackson, Mississippi. I mean, the 2021 class, I mean, with that's what makes this Morrell thing such a big deal and, and how he said, you know, I want other people to follow me. Come, come, come with me. Come build with me. You know, that's, it's kind of, you know, not to bring him up, but, you know, a little reminder of, of, of kind of what, you know, guys like Shea Patterson would say when he committed. That was kind of his message was, hey, like, come on, like, let's, let's build something. That 2016 class was loaded, but... I mean, talking basketball, I mean, this is just a monumental get for Kermit and them. And it's only, I think it's only going to get better just because the, the natural inroads are right there in the city of Memphis with Memphis now on the ropes with the NCAA. All right, we will, uh, we'll stop there. I know you want to watch Alabama LSU. You want to watch Ole Miss New Mexico State. And those games are uh, coming up as we record this. I'm going to get this posted as quickly as I can and people can listen to it. You and I will... Uh, probably reconvene Wednesday or Thursday. We'll do a, a more uh, traditional 
Um, soft verbal podcast. We'll touch. Let's touch football just super fast. A couple of kids coming in today for the game. Uh, there's a lot of visits getting lined up for uh, early December. That first weekend for sure. I think a few others will come in on the second weekend. It is uh, this, the, all the noise about uh, Hugh. Not Hugh Freeze. Good grief. The noise about Matt Luke. Uh, it's going away. I think. I think we we put that story out earlier this week. Matt Luke is absolutely going to get a another season it's going to be a pivotal important season there's no way around that there's no spinning it for anyone involved but uh he's going to get more time and it looks like they are uh in position to close extremely well on this class and uh and bring in another class that look one way or the other this is a critical class whether it is whether you're in the save Matt Luke category, meaning they come in and they're impactful enough next year to win enough games to stop the noise, or whether you're of the opinion that, hey, this this might not work, and they might just be building the foundation for the next guy, whoever that guy may be. This class is critical, and it looks like they're going to meet the needs on this class. Yeah, that's the important thing. I think they did that last year. They met a lot of needs, um, signed a ton of offensive linemen, Got two impact running backs that are already making themselves known in uh, Jerry Neely and Snoop Connor. Uh, they got the receivers, and all jokes aside, that the offense is not really helping them out, but they got three impact dudes at receiver, and uh, they're starting to really address the needs defensively in this 2020 class. Um, I saw in your Nuggets, uh, next weekend's going to be huge. Um, without a doubt, LSU game. And look, don't worry about the score. Don't worry about how many yards Joe Burrow is going to throw for. Um, don't worry about what the defense gives up. Don't worry about how Ole Miss runs the football. None of that matters. What matters is that you're going to have guys like Keyshawn Lawrence in town, Josiah Hayes. You're going to have most likely a guy like McKinley Jackson will be in town. J.J. Pegues is almost definitely going to be there. It's, it's a collection of highly rated guys that are going to be there. And like we've said time and time again, they're going to see, hey, my position right there, true freshman. My position right there, senior. He's going to be gone. I can come in and play. So it's the opportunity to play right away and just being around highly rated guys in a concentrated area is going to help your case. And um, like you said, I think they're poised to close well. Um, you know, the season hasn't gone how people have wanted it to. That's There's there's no getting around that. But I think that they are focusing on anywhere from four to seven dudes, and I think that they're going to close with some highly rated guys. Yeah, I do too. And I think what's more important than – it's just as important what you just said is it's not the uh, it's not the result of the game and all of that stuff. It's that those guys get a chance to talk to one another. It's the what we just got through talking about with Matthew Morell. It's that McKinley Jackson gets a chance to talk to J.J. Pegues. Um, Keyshawn Lawrence gets a chance to hear from some of the guys who are committed who say, hey, man, this is where the close thing matters. It's easy for fans to blow off the close we're close thing. It's easy for media to blow off the we're close thing. Kids are a little less cynical. They hear uh, we're close and they see the results and the numbers point out that, yeah, they are close. And now look, close won't get you retained after next season. And everybody over there knows it. But you can tell kids, hey, we're close. We're a player here, a player there, a play here, a play there. And all you need is for kids to buy into that. 
And uh, you get enough of those kids, and suddenly close becomes wins, and wins silences the critics, and before you know it, you get it going. And he's he needs McKinley Jackson in much the same way that Kermit Davis needed a Matthew Morrell. You, you got to land one of those big national recruits that come in and, and sort of change the way that you that the fans feel about a program and give you some momentum and stuff like that. And uh, Matt Luke needs a, a really strong finish to this class. And he, he had one in January, I mean, in February of last year after a, a pretty bad close to the December period. He needs a strong close in December and February. And if he gets it, he will have put together a couple of really good classes that whether it's he or, or someone after him are going to be able to build on. Yeah, and the importance of, of building and, you know, having, you know, people talk about bridging a class. And, and building a foundation. Whether or not Matt Luke is the head coach in 2021, because I'm with you, I think he's getting 2020. I don't think there's much mystery there, but you have to close well in order to build, continue to build that foundation. I mean, the 2019 class was absolutely a good class. Maybe, maybe it wasn't top 10 in the rivals team rankings, but you can see it on the field right now. There are tons of true freshmen playing. Um, but 2020 is going to be just as, it's going to be even more important in my opinion because you know, there's no getting around it. 2020, the season, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a rough start. And you have got to get a good foundation right now with this 2020 class, with these booking guys like McKinley Jackson and Josiah Hayes. You can flip a Keyshawn Lawrence, uh, something like that. You, you've got to continue to get these impact guys to get into your program because it's not getting any easier in 2020. And if you're going to make a change, it's going to be a much more compelling job if you've got back-to-back classes that have met their needs and have impact dudes. Yeah, no doubt about it. We'll, uh, we'll leave it there. We'll talk a lot about football, basketball. Who knows, maybe there will be a, another groundbreaking basketball story by the time we reconvene. So until next time, uh, thanks again to Dead Soxy, deadsoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com. Enter the promo code REBELGROVE at checkout for 30% off all of your orders. For uh, Zach Barry, I'm Neil McCready. That does it for this Soft Verbal Podcast. Until next time, take care.